back again, fellow Zeros. Thanks for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast whose favorite vitamin is B12. Okay, we're wrong. We were wrong. All right, good. I was worried for a second. I'm Joe, and joining me to talk to you about Batman Forever tonight, I have sequel. The podcast has sunk my battleship. So close, actually. That was really close. Yep. And that's Corey. The podcast that's naive, but insightful. Those are good. Those are good, too. <laughs> and just before we started, Sequel said the podcast that's getting drive through. I have things to say about that, but... Okay. Yeah, no, Wait. so do we. And I thought when I watched it in real time, I was like... That's going to be it. That's going to be yeah. it only because he's going to want to... the first line. Yeah. It's the first line he get, wants to be done with his shit. Get, get it out of the way early. Before we bury the lead anymore or jump the shark, I don't, I don't know what the expression is for giving away what we're about to think about the movie bury the lead let's move on appropriate yeah bury the lead yeah before we talk to you about batman forever we're gonna let you know the things that we've been watching that aren't it hey Corey, what have you been watching i'm, I'm dying to find out all right so i'll start with that so you're you yay can, uh avatar i started watching nice. avatar um do you love it or tolerate it i actually enjoy it good enjoy it That's um a great show. it's clearly meant for kids so i can't take it with like like I have to take it with a grain of salt for a lot of things. It's like, a lot of things I'm like, I don't know if I like that choice. But I'm like, wait a minute, it's for kids. Let it go. Um, but overall, I think it's, they're short 20-minute jaunts. They just flow one right into the next. It's, it's an easy watch. It's good. Um, whatever the big bison's name is, Abba maybe? Mm-hmm. Abba? Abba. Uh, that fucking character is great. Love that thing. I'm still only in season one. I've only watched like 12 episodes so far. I think there's only like, Three seasons, I want to say? Yeah, there's only three seasons of it. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to binge the rest of it probably by the end of the next week, if we're being honest. I don't blame you. What made you, what made you start watching it? Uh, me and Pam were debating what to watch. We couldn't come to an... We, we came to an impasse where neither of us could agree and... So then anime rules at that point. Yeah, yeah, I think that's how it works. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, no, she... And then she was just like, I don't know, I liked Avatar and I moved on away from it for like ten minutes... And then she wouldn't agree with anything else. I was like, fuck it. I'll just turn on Avatar and just watch this. It's fine. Scroll back. And uh, I liked it. So we kept watching it. And she was like, enough Avatar. And you're like, one more. (laughs) I was like, you can go to bed. You've already seen it. And I'm not going to sleep yet. So then I've watched three movies, all of which are like free associated. So I saw The Lovebirds, Netflix original with Camila. Oh, okay. I kind of wanted to see that. Really funny. Good. And okay. like impressively funny. Nothing I haven't seen a comedy that's like made like like gut bustingly funny in a long time. This was the closest thing where I was like consistently laughing the whole time. Good. Which was nice. Um I then watched My Spy with Dave Bautista. I stopped it. I turned it on for twenty minutes and shut it off. Really? Yes. It's was, dumb, but it's like fine. Like I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, I guess I just wasn't in the mood for it. That was supposed to come out in like a couple of months, right? Or I like feel like recently. I think so. It's yeah. And they it's, just decided it's, to put it on Prime. Yep, it's free yeah. on Prime now, and I feel like I've seen a preview for My Spy for the last three years. <laughs> I did see so many of those. <laughs> there was a lot of, yeah. of commercials. So it's and it was on Prime. So I was like, fuck it, I'll watch it. Um, it wasn't a great movie, but it was fine. I, it was on. It ended, I was okay. I wasn't mad that I watched it. And then the last thing was Stuber, which has Camila Johnny and, and Dave, Dave Bautista. I also really wanted to see that. That movie is worth whatever streaming service it's on. HBO Go, I think. Really? Is, is what it was. I've heard the reverse of that completely. So good. 
It was stupid. It is not clever. It's not intelligent. It's stupid, but enjoyable. I honestly recommend it. If you, if you don't want to have to think very hard and dumb things will make you laugh. If you like Camille Nanjani's um, comedic style, where he kind of gets low and like says something backhanded, if you like that, you'll like Stuber. You ever see Big Sick? I did see the Big Sick. I like the That's Big Sick. That's a good sick. movie. Yeah. 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 It's if on you, HBO. It uh, is on HBO. Yeah, Stuber. I'll probably That's watch cool. that this weekend. Yeah. I, it, like, again, don't go into it with like super high expectations of being gut-bustingly funny or anything like that. If you like his style of comedy and you like Dave Bautista's dry style of acting, it's, it's an, they, they play well off of each other. I believe it. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that because I was worried about that movie. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it did really poorly in theaters. I'm sure the Rotten Tomatoes score is probably really low it's on it. Really low, yeah. The but comedy scale on Rotten Tomatoes needs to be broken. adjusted. It, it is. It's broken. So, I, I mean, I enjoyed the fuck out of it, though. Is that it? Yeah, that's it for me. Sequel, what do you got? During a pandemic, the wife and I binge Superstore. How is that? It's like the Office and Parks and Rec light beer version. Okay. <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. Um, Isn't it like t- on TBS or something? No, it was, it was on Channel 4 for a while. Oh, okay. Maybe got moved to the TBS. I think, yeah, I think t- it's in syndication on yeah. TBS. Yeah, all right. Uh, it, it's pretty funny. Like the, the funniest parts, it's because people work at a store called Cloud Nine, which is like the Walmart in their universe, and um, all, all the uh, like not cut scenes, but I guess transition scenes are like the stupid customers doing like weird shit that you just they care about people doing in Walmart. That's like the funniest aspect to me. Uh, but it's it's pretty good. The um, the lawyer from Silicon Valley is like the male lead in it. Really? So, yeah. Huh. So. It's definitely if you if you give it a chance, you'll you'll definitely get into it. I think they finished four seasons, and season five I think is in the can, so that should like release. So that was good. Um, this week I watched Doctor Sleep, the sequel to The Shining. That is on my like short list. I am waiting for Pam to go back to work into the dance studio so I can start watching horror movies again. I wish it wasn't. The sequel to The Shining, and it was a standalone movie, and I would like it a lot more. Because what all the cool things about The Shining, like all the fan theories, and like you kind of know what's going on, but you really don't know what's going on, all that I feel goes out the window, and it's a pretty generic horror movie. It's still pretty good, though. Like, I liked it. They bring back a lot of like old characters and stuff, but uh, definitely, get, if you're a big Shining fan, definitely give it a watch. Okay. Um, we watched. I watched a weird movie called *Son of Rambo*. It's an independent film that was made in the late '90s. I remember seeing a preview for it as a kid, and then I found it on on Amazon Prime, and I was watching it. It's weird. So it's this it's this British kid. He's like, I want to say like nine or ten years old, and he um, his mother's religion is is called the Brethren, and they're not allowed to like watch tv or listen to music or anything so he lives a pretty sheltered life um he ha- he owes a debt to somebody in the school and f- somehow he winds up watching first blood and it's the first thing he's ever seen on like television and he becomes obsessed with it so him and his f- new friend from school make a sequel called son of rambo <laughs> so it's it's a it's a definitely an indie flick but it's a, it was a pretty fun watch I actually forgot one thing. Right after I got home from recording last week, I walked in as Pam was turning on Rambo Last Blood. Nice. Yeah. That was a 
I love that movie. It's a great, great action flick. Yeah, that's like an hour and fifteen minutes too. It's yeah, really quick. Was watch. that the most recent one? Yeah. Yes. Last Blood. It makes sense. Yeah. It was. I. It was. If Taken and Gone Wrong is is the way is the way I pretty much it. I would describe it as a mix of Taken and I've compared it to something else too. So I remember I was telling my dad about it because he was like, I have no interest in this. I'm like, no, you like Taken, you'll like this. Yeah, it's ta- it's Taken Gone Wrong. It's it's. I'll say this about that movie too. Greatest end credits I've ever seen. Oh, the actual things that rolled during the yeah. credits? Yeah, and the oh, music yeah. in the background was epic. I wanted to like go out and join the army. It's true. <laughs> they just have like clips from all of the other Rambo movies. Played playing. to this really like badass music. Yeah, it was it was actually really cool. Yeah. I think I had others, but I'm going to save it because we watched a lot during quarantine. You sure did. We do have to dole them out in like yeah. little, little bits. Little bits here and there. Joe, what'd you watch? Bud? My list is almost done from quarantine. Oh no, that's actually what I'm reaching into for this one because work was hell this week and I watched like nothing. Okay. I watched Batman Forever today and we'll talk about that soon. Mm-hmm. So we've been having movie night. I watched the first two Back to the Futures. I've still never seen the third one or never seen all of it. I know how it ends, but the first movie is still great. It's still amazing. The second one's good, but it's not as good as the first one. I like two. I kind of lump one and two together, because two kind of lumps itself into one. Well, it's like ex- exactly as it ends, right? Yeah. Doesn't two start? Yeah. So those, Although, are, those are still good. Yeah, they filmed two and three back to back. Really? Yes. So one of the first times film franchises like did that. Oh yeah, right. They even have like the teaser for three at the mm-hmm. end of two. Yep. That's funny. And uh, the other one I watched, I watched The Princess Bride. Yes. And. I still like that movie. That movie is not amazing. I think it's a touch overrated, but it's really enjoyable. So I like it. I had I was told the other day to download Quibi. My wife. I was going to talk about that. That I download Quibi. I have watched all four, five, five episodes. They have five of them up already. Five of them are, are up already. Does anybody know about this? All right. So Quibi is like what, like the. 30 second shows or some shit yeah like they're ten, like, it's like 10, 10 minutes 10, 10 minutes. minute shows yeah but they're they're remaking the princess bride with a bunch of celebrities stuck at home so they're like panning from footage to footage oh but they're all like okay. just making like homemade it's actually really interesting it's is it so good yeah like I, i'll show it's you it's so a, enjoyable a clip i found is quibi free no 14 days oh, trial ooh, when they release all those yeah maybe. then i'll sign, I'll sign up, up for <laughs> I had, so it's 10 they're it's 10 episodes yeah they just did episode five today so you got five more days, and then if you sign up, then you'll get all ten. Okay. They're they're quick. I watched the first four in twenty minutes. They're like, they vary in time. It's me. Yeah, they vary in time from four to like seven to ten-ish minutes. Um, but yeah, super interesting, super fun to watch. Really like seeing all of these different people play these roles with what they have to work with, with around them. Oh, it's so good. Like when uh. When he's the only one I'm gonna say is that when Jack Jack Black is playing the, the Carrie Elwes Carrie Elwes role Wesley Wesley yeah when he's on the side of the mountain it's just Jack Black on these very very low stairs <laughs> but they like it's tip great. the camera to try yeah. to do their best it's okay. so it's so interesting yeah all right sounds pretty cool and his sword is like one of the, like those cheap plastic like Kylo Ren lightsabers. Like, they, none of these people have costumes sitting at home. So it's yeah. literally what they have yeah. to work with. The, the the head cop from Reno 911 is um, Prince Humperdinck for a while. 
So it's kind of like the Parks and Rec reunion show they did like a month back where yes. everybody was. I didn't get to see that one. Yeah, so it's it's like that. So like they just kind of worked with what they had and made everything teleconference. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's similar. Except it's supposed to actually be taking place Got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they cut from one person's scene to the other person's film and then back to theirs. There's a, I think there, there's at least one couple. It's Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas. So like the scenes where they, they're in frame together, it makes sense. I saw the, a lot of Sophie Turner Quibi commercials when they were teasing Quibi. Yeah. yeah. I have no I intention too. of keeping it. Uh, I, I will get rid of it. I just want to see this. I get YouTube yeah. read once a year when the new season of Cobra Kai comes out, and I make a fake YouTube account so I can get the membership, and then I just nice. watch all the shows, that and then I sense. get rid of it. Because <laughs> YouTube Red's like really expensive. Sequel's yeah. never done this. This is this is not a thing. I do. <laughs> Why are you going to ruin it? I'm trying to help you. Breaking the law. We're gonna we're gonna get the uh, <laughs> the episode on Monday. It's just gonna be one big beep here. That's what I've been watching. That's all I got for right now. Cool. Tune in next week for hopefully more. Do we get emails? Uh, I forgot to check. Okay. Again. I did so much else. Maybe we got one from Raul. So cool. Yeah, check your phone, Corey. Raul, so cool. <laughs> so cool, Raul. I like it. I no, we have no emails. Okay. I got no new notifications. My phone's just... Corey, Clash of Clans needs you. <laughs> Apparently. Yo. Your village is being raided. So I'm playing Hogwarts Mystery. Of course you are. I Mystery. finally made the Quidditch team. Nice, good for you. Are you a seeker? No, you have to start off as a chaser, which is fine. Uh, I think you start like... off as a beater. Um, yeah, there's other positions I haven't unlocked yet. But, like, I am just can't wait for my first like match to start. And I'm not paying to, like, speed up the process. So I was like, oh, yeah, in six hours you have to talk to your Quidditch captain. He's going to tell me something. And then, oh, yeah, in another six hours you got to talk to your fellow chaser. And the match hasn't started yet. Yeah, these games are very oh. frustrating that way. They make them just, like, just fun enough that you want to keep playing. And just annoying enough that, like, it drives you to pay for it. I found a modded version. Yeah. Where I have unlimited energy because it, like I'm not waiting for gems and waiting for energy. It's like I would never do it. Yeah. It's uh, but like the unlimited energy is nice. I can't find a modded version for unlimited gems, and I'm in year three. I don't want to start over again. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I've gone so, come far. so far. It's You've it. learned so many spells. I've learned dozens. <laughs> Literally won, dozens. Won the house cup first two years. Hufflepuff, Huffle Pride. Of course. Do you get to choose what house you were in? Yes, that's the best part. Okay. Like if I. I would have restarted until I got the house I wanted. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, in Harry Potter, you could basically choose what house you want to, because Sorting Hat asked you. Yeah. It's like, do you want to be in Gryffindor, right? Well, no. I want to be in Hufflepuff. Neville wanted to be a Hufflepuff, and they sort really? of put him in Gryffindor. Yeah. According to J.K. Rowling, after the fact. He was probably too ashamed. He was like, fine, I'll be in Gryffindor. If you think I'm cool, Hat. <laughs> well, I think that the Hat just knew that he was going to have to do some... More brave things in his future. The hat is just like... Also, we should be with Harry because they're like star-crossed. Technically. Friends. Sure. Neville should have been or could have been the chosen one. Yeah. One, one could argue he is the chosen one. That theory's out There's there. There's a universe yeah. out there where he is the chosen one and he did all this stuff. Well, he does kill the snake, which is he the He does kill Magini, yeah. Well, there's the other one where Harry kills the snake and Neville's the hero. Whoa. Anyway. None yeah. of this is making it. Okay. Well, then fuck us. Let's go. Such a segue. Batman Forever. Batman Forever. Excellent. Here's the movie facts for it. 
I'm gonna let you know. It came out in 95, 1995 that is. It's rated PG-13, which actually surprised me. I expected it to be PG. I know why it was PG-13, but we'll get into that. Can't wait. It was two hours and nine minutes long, which, oof. Directed by Joel Schumacher, his first Batman. R.I.P. Right? Oh yeah, right. That's right. And it stars, sticking with my rule of five, as per usual, we got Val Kilmer, Tommy Lee Jones, Jim Carrey, Nicole Kidman, and Chris O'Donnell. That actually works pretty well. Yeah. There's also Alfred and... Commissioner Gordon. That's it. Drew Barrymore is technically oh, in this yeah, movie. she is. That's it. That's right. She plays... Sugar? Is that her name? I, know, I think it's I Sugar mean, and Spice are the I two. I think so, yeah. I'm pretty sure Spice is played by the publicist from Entourage. Hmm. Shauna... That reminds me of another thing I watched, but we'll get into that next I'm week. glad. All right. <laughs> the budget for Batman Forever was $100 million about. That's what Wikipedia says. I stopped doing a lot of research into it since I changed the box office mojo site. And it grossed $336 million, so it succeeded. The scores, how it was received, Rotten Tomatoes coming in with a night. Uh, sorry, 90 39%. Ouch. Certified Ouch. Certified Ouchtown, population you, bro. That's actually what I was thinking I should have done as soon as I said Certified Ouch. Audience on Rotten Tomatoes thinks it's around there. Gave it a 32%. IMDb, 5.4 out of 10. Metacritic with a 51 and a user score of 6.4. That's kind of in line. Yeah, Metacritic's higher per the use. And the thing that I did not expect is that this movie was nominated for three Oscars. It was nominated for Best Cinematography, Best Sound, and Best Sound Effects Editing. It didn't win any of them, because I said nominated. Those are the movie facts for Batman Forever. We're going to let you know our general spoiler-free thoughts on what we thought about the movie, starting with... Sequel. This movie's not very good, but the reason why it's the reasons why it's not very good is pretty interesting, and I'm kind of excited to talk about it. I don't know those reasons, so yeah, I'm also looking forward to hearing it. Corey, what do you think? I think that on a skin deep, basic level, if you're a kid watching a Batman movie, you probably like this, and if you look any deeper than that childhood layer, like that childhood innocence, just watching something to watch it you realize how bad this movie really is. I think that the villains could be incredible and have moments where they show that they could be incredible and then everything goes fucking sideways, just like everything else in this movie. I remember watching this movie as a kid. This is the first time I've seen it as an adult, definitely. I remembered two things from this movie. It was the very something from the very beginning and something from the very end, and the whole middle was basically a new movie to me. <laughs> uh, the nice way to put it is this movie hasn't aged well, because this is what they were doing in campy superhero movies, but it's, I didn't like it. This was a chore to get through. I, it, it I was kept hard. checking to see how much time was left. It was so much longer than I remember it being. Yeah, when I saw it, it was over two hours. I was like, oh no, <laughs> what am I doing? And those are our general thoughts for... Batman Forever from here on out we're going to be spoiling the movie if you haven't seen it yet it's a relic basically so check it out before we ruin it for you because sequel's got some info he's going to drop on I have a lot of info so spoilers from this point forward let's do this guys alright so let's I gotta take you back to Batman 89 yep probably the most culturally significant comic book movie ever I'm going to make that argument because it kind of like 
I know Superman came out like roughly 10 years earlier, but this was like a big deal. I think it's like the first superhero summer blockbuster. People saw it 10, 11 times in theaters. I believe it. Was, it. it was huge, right? It was a great fucking movie, too. And then so that it's a very, very good movie. Then you, you had Michael Keaton, and people were like upset about Michael Keaton because you have a comedic actor playing Batman, and it did really well. Batman Returns comes out. Now they marketed the shit out of Batman Returns. Warner Brothers wanted a lot of money for this, right? It is an incredibly dark movie for the time. Yeah. I think McDonald's actually pulled the Happy Meal toys because parents were complaining, I have to take my kid to see this now, and it's pretty dark. Like, fans expecting the Penguin, like, or expecting Burgess Meredith from the 60s cartoons, like, like not the cartoon, the live-action show, like the quirky guy in the purple suit, and they got a weird disgusting Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito yeah, they weird did. Stuff. And you got a... Catwoman, Michelle Pfeiffer in a very skin-tight, sexy, like, outfit. It's not really meant for kids, right? Sure. So it, that movie did not gross nearly as much as it should have because of the parent backlash, right? Yep. That movie also built upon a lot of things, right? You had um, Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent in Batman 89 and Batman Returns. His, the natural progression is him to become Two-Faced in the third movie. Tim Burton really wanted to do the third movie, and he had a great idea for it he actually wanted a prequel like a year one batman and warner brothers stepped in and said tim take a step back why don't you do uh producing because this is too dark and we we have to make some money off this one so tim burton said fine whatever he took a step back michael keaton found out tim burton wasn't doing it he said i'm out i don't want to do this anymore so they offered the role of batman to a bunch of different actors um val kilmer accepted without seeing the script because he was like cool i'll, I, be, I'll batman. be batman pretty yeah. much awesome i mean that's kind of half how i would respond uh, there's a hundred there's a hundred percent how i would respond you so, want to be batman absolutely one of the original ideas was to have robin williams play the riddler and this was when tim burton was still assigned to the role and it was going to be a less idiot riddler <laughs> that we got like, the villains are probably the biggest problem in this, but the reason the villains are quirky and zany and funny is because this is supposed to be a movie for kids. Yeah. And the yeah. reason this got the PG-13 rating is because of Batman Returns. The MPAA wasn't going to make a, make a mistake and say, all right, this is definitely a movie intended for kids when it's not. Holy shit, Batman Returns is PG? It's PG-13. But Batman Returns is PG-13. It's PG-13. But again, Batman was so popular. Kids are into Batman. A lot of kids saw Batman Returns. The outlash was big. So Batman Forever is going to be PG-13 no matter what. Okay, got it. But the thing is, they watch the movie before they give it the rating. They do watch the movie, but their guidelines isn't like, okay, it's, there's certain rules they have to follow, but they can pretty much give it whatever rating they want. And no matter what they did, they could have made this a cartoon about bunnies. It was going to be PG-13. That's absurd. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Wow, they got, like, blackballed by the studio. I mean, by the MPAA. The original Robin, and he filmed scenes for Batman Returns, was Marlon Wayans. Really? Yes. And so Chris O'Donnell beat out Leonardo DiCaprio and Matt Damon for this role. They both wanted it? He beat yep. two real actors for this role. Chris O'Donnell was a big deal in the early 90s. It's true. I can't think of a single... He's in the two Batman movies. He's in some mountain climbing movie. He's in Three Musketeers. Um, Scent of a Woman. That was like a big Oscar bait movie for the time. And School Ties. Mm. Had a lot of good young actors in it. And he would got like... Him and Brendan Fraser got like the most recognition from that role. 
So because of studio interference, this movie tanked hard. It like, made a lot of money, yeah. but it's just not good. It's for the yeah. kids. It's like, for the kids. Yeah. Like most superhero movies gone wrong, studio interference is why. Yes. I think that like one of the, one of the most disappointing things watching this because I remember really I, I remember being a kid and liking it because I was a kid and I didn't know what the fuck I what it was a Batman movie I was gonna like it I saw this at the drive-in <laughs> I think I saw last, it at the drive-in as well the last movie I saw at the drive-in I saw it in my room at my parents house nice but I mean I loved Jim Carrey coming into it I still love Jim Carrey I was like this is cool Jim Carrey being in a Batman movie was awesome and it's not that he's, he's miscast. a He's miscast, I guess. It's not that he's bad at being the Riddler. It's the Riddler that they wrote is bad for Batman. Yes. I think that's the thing. If you know anything about Batman, you watch this and like, this isn't the fucking Riddler. The Riddler is crazy and does a lot of weird laughing and stuff, but he's just a super genius that's constantly playing tricks. Mind games. Mind games. It's like they wrote this Riddler part for Jim Carrey specifically after they saw one of his movies like right before this. Yes. A lot. Like, he's going to bring the energy. He's going to bring that almost cocaine level of energy. A lot of his lines are improv, too. I believe they that. Gave I him a situation. 100% believe that. Jim, make this funny. And no who else does Jim, make this funny. He's like, that's your job, dude. <laughs> and so there's a lot of problems with the actors on set. Like, Joel Schumacher vowed never to work with Val Kilmer ever again. And, like, he told Val Kilmer off one day, and Val Kilmer refused to talk to him for, like, three weeks during filming. Like, how does your lead actor not talk to the director for three weeks during filming? That's why you have an ADA. Tommy Lee Jones hated, hated Jim Carrey. Flato told him, you're a buffoon and I can't be responsible for your buffoonish actions or something along those lines. And they said Jim Carrey was the most well-behaved actor on set. <laughs> That's crazy to think about because watching the movie as an adult, like... There's a borderline romance going on between Two Face yeah. and the Riddler. So the fact that he couldn't stand him could not stand him. Whatsoever. I guess that that's, that's, that's to Tommy Lee Jones' yeah. acting ability. No, it really is a testament to Tommy Lee Jones' ability to act. I'm shocked he agreed to do this because he's coming off The Fugitive, where he won the Oscar for like Best Supporting Actor, mm. and he's incredible in it. And then he does this. It's like, ugh. so I think that what which is not, not good. No, no, it's, it's not, not it's good. Probably not his fault. But I think he's also miscast in the role that they want him to play. Absolutely. He looks good as Two-Face. He yeah. looks good as Two-Face. I like just, like, square head, square shoulders, up, like, could see this guy being in a suit as a lawyer, can see it. Tommy Lee Jones, I can see that. I'm not going to lie. I'm interested. I would have been interested to see the Billy D. Williams version. Yes. But, again, with Billy D. doing it, I want to see Harvey Dent become Two-Face. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to see an already two-face, established yeah. Two Face. Yeah. That's it's worse. Of the two origins we get, we got the wrong one. I'd rather have an established Riddler and then a Two Face yeah. origin than vice versa. Yeah, and I think that the other side of this too is like, again, if you know anything about Batman, yeah, Two Face hates Batman. Yes, Two Face wants to kill Batman, but Two Face doesn't spend his entire life just thinking of and trying to kill batman which is what like every like inter interwoven scene if it's not like a main scene that drives the plot for forward it's a scene where two-face and his goons are trying to kill batman at one point he's pretending to be a woman in a pushing a stroller across the street why does that scene exist i don't know it doesn't make any sense but the point is two-face has a job to do and it's to run his crime empire 
And Batman just gets in the way, so he tries to kill Batman because he's stopping him from committing a crime. Well, they have his vendetta against Batman tied into his origin that we don't see. We only hear it briefly mentioned. Yeah. That... We, actually, we see a little bit of it. There's a flashback. It was Batman there? tries to jump and save him from the acid. Okay. Yeah, which, he... Which, uh... Why you hold a grudge against Batman for that? I don't know. He tried. Sense. Like, Like, the, the legitimate grudge in this movie should be Robin with... Um, uh, Batman, really, right? Because if Val Kil- or Bruce Wayne just stood up and identified himself in the did. circus, he tried, but it, it was he didn't do it fast enough, and he just it was too loud, right? Yeah. Why didn't he yeah. just Batman and jump down and say no? He- <laughs> well, that's the worst part. So he stands up and says, "I'm Batman," and nobody hears him. And right. It's like, okay. And then he runs away. <laughs> no, but he ends up going down and fighting. He's in the middle of like the yeah, ring of the as Bruce Wayne, just Merkin dude. And I'm like. How is nobody noticing this? How did no one notice that he, sh- he yelled, I'm Batman? There were people sitting next to him that heard that. And like, that guy's Batman. Yeah, No one right? remembers that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah but again, that? it's all oh, one thing we'll bring up a little bit later. But like, if, you know, it's it's Gotham, right? So he stands up and says, I'm Batman. And someone over here says, yeah, yeah, me too. You know, I mean, who's going to take him seriously? <laughs> that would have been a better moment. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. would have been almost good filmmaking if they'd had that happen. Been like, no, I'm Batman. No, I'm Batman. Yeah, the I am Spartacus moment. Yeah. yeah. Why is the Statue of Liberty in Gotham? Well, I don't know. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did notice a, that. Just has a crown on it says Gotham. Because like, and they blew it up in the opening scenes of the movie. <laughs> I always felt Gotham was more of a Chicago city because Metropolis exists. Yep. Yeah. So originally, my my thought has always been Metropolis is New York City. Yeah. Uh, Gotham was Chicago. Yep. But Matt, rest in peace. Um, wow. He's not dead. Not he's really just, rest. In not re- really rest. Doing in peace. fine. We're in a doing pandemic. Just, we, can't, we can't joke we can't, about that right we now. We can't. You're right. We miss you, Matt. Um, he's not going to hear this. You're right. <laughs> also right. He was the one that said it's actually supposed to be like New York and Hoboken, where like. They're on opposite sides of the river, but they're actually really close. That makes sense. Which makes a little more sense to why we get the Statue of Liberty, because the Statue of Liberty is technically in Jersey. Well, technically, the Statue of Liberty is New York, and the island it sits on is New Jersey, which makes no damn sense. But that's the way it's divided for tax purposes. Ridiculous. I can fix this for you guys. <laughs> Ridiculous. This movie takes place in the universe where the Statue of Liberty was a gift from France, and we put it in Gotham. Yeah, Boom. Fix it. Problem solved. Does France exist? Who knows? France. Maybe. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 hard to follow what this movie's plot actually is. Too, it's just a bunch of bad guys running around trying to kill Bruce Wayne. Well, well, one wants to kill Bruce Wayne, or one wants to torment Bruce Wayne, and one wants to kill Batman. That's it. Yeah. And then Batman's thing is whether or not to give up being Batman, Batman. or decide to become Batman forever. Uh, oh my god, the title makes oh sense. Oh my god, I get it. Now. And the title of the second one makes more sense. Batman and Robin, because Robin's there. Yeah. Because um, he in this. So one thing as a kid I really remember is Kiss by a Rose, or Kiss from a Rose, being on all the time on the radio. Is that this one? It's, it's in not... the credits for some reason. Okay, so backstory to that. Remember we had to make this more kid-friendly? Yeah. Val Kilmer and Nicole Kidman have like a really long love scene apparently with Kiss from a Rose playing in the background. So they decided to cut that, but they still had an obligation to put the song by Seal, a great song by the way, yeah, yep. in the end credits. And I am convinced that if that song was in the movie, we would have got four Academy Award nominations, one for Best Original Song, and that might have won. 
Could have been. Actually, yeah. yeah. That song was huge. It, it was, was everywhere. A monster. When the credits were rolling, the last thing in the world I expected to hear was "Baby." It's, <laughs> it's not even the first song in the credits. It's the no, second I song. Know. <laughs> it's crazy. I was like, they put "Kiss by a Rose" in this fucking movie. I knew it was for a Batman movie. I thought it was for the next one. No, it's not. It's, I thought it's, it was for Batman and Robin. Apparently, it's for Batman Forever. Definitely okay. for this because I went to. Um, Great Adventure, Six Flags for the first time, like after this movie came out, and everything was Batman yeah. Forever themed. Like we saw, like the Batman stage show and Kiss from a Rose is playing non-stop. You gotta kill that song for people. I love that song. That's it's a great, great song. This uh, this this movie does weird things with Batman. Oh yeah. All right. So it's just some really weird. You know for the Batman. piece of crap that you're getting from the opening scene of this. Where he's like, do you want to take a sandwich with you? No, I'll get drive-through. What? What even is that? First I, of all, I Alfred, audibly why? groaned watching yep. this movie yes, at I guess. that yes. line. But I they, audibly groaned a lot during this movie. But if you were eight, you would have laughed. Yep. <laughs> I don't remember if I laughed. And you would have, and it would have put it in your head that you want drive-through, yep. so you would have asked your parents to go to McDonald's to and get get the, to get the toy. Ah, uh, that's the thing. Almost. Almost. McDonald's a big deal with Batman Returns, so they're like, all right. We're starting this. Um, that security guard is a one-man expedition dump in the opening scene, and it drives me up a fucking wall. Everything that that man experiences, he says it. Oh, the guy that they put in the yes. in the container with the acid? It's a trap! That's it's a tra- that's it's my, acid! That's my hearing aid! That's, <laughs> my, the, that's the one scene I remember from the beginning, by yeah. the way. It's him taking the hearing aid and crack. I'm like... Why is there a combination of inside of a bank vault? Why is it on the inside? Uh, that makes no sense. My glasses! We just saw your glasses fall on the acid, guy. You don't need to say it. It's full of acid. <laughs> it's acid! I fucking hated yeah. it. And I was like, this is how this movie fucking starts? Also, I will say it gets slightly better after that. It does. Just slightly. But slightly. I like Val Kilmer as Batman. I, I think th- it was fine. I think I would would have liked to see... He wouldn't have saved Batman and Robin, and he probably had no interest in doing Batman and Robin after his experience with Joe Schumacher yeah. the first time. I think he did okay. I will say, since they replaced the actor, I, the performances are close enough where like I would believe that that was the same guy. Oh, I see. Of. Like, it, like it, George, yeah. George Clooney and Val Kilmer, their performances are similar enough that it works. Unlike like the Billy D to Tommy Lee Jones. Sure. Thing. Yeah. That I was just insane. feel that Batman and Rob, which we've covered already, isn't really about Batman. Like for that one. Sure. I think it's more about Robin, and what he's going through, and Batgirl, I guess. And and Batman's kind of like the adult in the room. Which is funny, because this movie should be more about what Robin's going through. But Robin does nothing in this movie. No. no he, he does just... absolutely nothing but annoy me. That he's he's part of... Actually, two Robin moments made my favorite and least favorite scenes in the movie. That's crazy. One yeah. of them made my least favorite. I don't. I still don't know what my favorite scene is. Or favorite part is. I still don't know. Not, don't, not, this, not this moment? No. <laughs> gonna decide as we go, huh? I'm gonna, gonna wing it. I like it. Pen intended? Yeah. Wasn't, but yes. As far as you know. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember the movie? Not even. Don't. That's it's the thing. Rogue. Like, like... I don't get Nicole Kidman character in this whatsoever. I mean... I, I, try, I, I meant to go back and Google Dr. Chase Meridian and see if there's, like, comic book context 
probably is. There right? has I to be. I, I, just, I hope so. She's a. I just don't she's know. an arc. Well, is Vicky Vale in like a comic character? Yes. Yeah, Vicky Vale is. Okay. Is is definitely. But again, with from with, the her, with her, like, if you made her, um, uh, 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 Doctor Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. I would have liked that. That would have been like kind of cool. And I was like, okay, mate, we're gonna get a Harley Quinn. In Batman and Robin, in the next Batman movie, yeah, that'd be we cool could because she, get a Harley she Quinn. was an Arkham uh, psychologist, so it yeah. kind of fits, right? But now that she seems again, if she does have comic ties, great, but she might have just been invented for this movie. And nope, she's not. She was created specifically for the film by screenwriters. Great, wonderful, almost better. It makes me not hate her quite as much, I guess, but. She's just, like she's her. the sex pot in this movie, strictly. Yeah. Like she's But her her bat. whole fucking story arc is stupid. I can't wait to have the bat. I now that I have the bat, I want Bruce Wayne. And at no point does Which Bruce is... Wayne be like Psst, you can have both. Well, well yeah, she, but she knows. She figures she it out. out. She yeah. finds out at the From end. From the kiss. But Bruce Wayne wants her for himself and doesn't want to share him with the bat, if that makes any sense, right? Because when she says I found somebody else. He walks away. He's smiling. There's something so unnerving about Batman smiling. <laughs> Yo. I hate that scene so much. Yeah. She tells yeah. Batman to meet me at midnight. So he shows up. She's sleeping. And the layout of her apartment is her bed is in the middle of the room. Not against any wall yep. whatsoever. She's sleeping stark-ass naked. And With no pillow like a weirdo. Yep. Like a fucking monster. Just under a sheet. She knows Batman showing up at midnight. So you think, all right, cool, she's going to choose Batman, and here we go. And no, she says, no, I found somebody else holding the sheet and all that. And Batman's like, all right, cool, whatever. I'm going back to my cave that's, now. That's like the worst <laughs> booty call ever. Yes. Yeah. Come over at midnight. Terrible. I'm not into you. Do you realize how much, how much it costs Batman every time he leaves the Batcave? Think about the money it must cost. I mean, he's rich. I get it. She but doesn't know that, I guess. But It makes you think in that scene, like because the love scene got cut out, is he going to take the cowl off, say he's Bruce Wayne the whole time, and there we go, let's get some seal playing, and we're having a party. <laughs> I think the, so. He does the thing from Batman Returns where he just rips the mask off. <laughs> oh my god. And broken. <laughs> what the fuck? That was a very unnerving scene in Batman Returns. It was, yes. Like, it was very uncomfortable watching that mask get ripped off. It's like, why did you do that? Also, why did it rip so easily? <laughs> That's how's that what protects you? How's that thing supposed to protect you from a gunshot to the head? It really does just seal in the flavor. Did you like the oh. new suit or the reveal of the new suit? I couldn't really tell like that much of a difference. Uh, you get it has no, no nipples. You on got that zero suit. bat nipples on the new suit, but the Robin is, suit has nipples. Right, Robin suit has. Nipples. They can't get away from those. Why? I don't know. Because this is Joel Schumacher thing. He likes to look. He loves nipples. <laughs> Joel nipples Schumacher. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they called him on set. Uh, yeah, no. It, I think, so they make this point to reveal this new bat suit. Right. And all that he does with it is cover his eyes and throw a batarang at a, what looks like a blender. His fucking machine is a blender, guys. It's a fucking blender. It's just a blender. They didn't yeah. have a lot of great ideas. They did not. Also, um. It's the, like the. The special effects weren't there yet. Nope. Did and you the, see the lightning in this? The new Batmobile. I mean, as a kid, I'm like, wow, it looks really cool. I want that toy, and that's probably why they have. Yeah, the new yeah, Batmobile. that was made. That was, that was that Batmobile was designed to be a toy. Yeah. In reality, the original Batmobile, the one that Michael Keaton drives, that's the fucking. Batmobile. That's the real Batmobile, hundred yeah. well, percent, without a question. <sighs> we didn't really talk Robin that much. Chris he O'Donnell, do yeah, doesn't have a lot to do. He has a vendetta against Two Face. 
Was... And it's just meant to like re but they use that they use that as a as a way to drive the story back to Bruce Wayne trying to deal with the death of his parents. And I'm like, I don't need this anymore. I'm so tired. I don't understand. So tired of it. It's needlessly long because of those scenes that really don't fit. No, they don't fit at all. Nothing really makes sense, right? So one cool thing is Robin doesn't have a brother in the comics at all. And that actor playing his brother is his stunt double. Oh, cool. The actor's stunt double. So that, so they just kind of like included him in there. That's nice. That's, that, that, that is nice. He looks like he's 21, 22. He rides a motorcycle. Is he getting adopted? Like, why is he living at, at Wayne Manor? Why can't he just, like, leave and, like, do whatever he wants I mean, to do? he was do? gonna. Well, the thing was, like, they, but, he, but he says that. So, like, I'm just he, going waits, to, for, yeah. he waits for um, Gordon. Gordon to leave. He's like, thank you for saving me from a pile of social, like, social worker paperwork. I'm like, bro, you're, you're a grown-ass adult. adult. Leave. You both. Why he would you have even come in the first place? He just looks like a grown man. But that's the point. Is like if you wanted if you wanted this Robin to be sixteen, Chris O'Donnell was not, not the, the right choice. No. Uh uh-uh. Sure. If you like wanted... Leo would probably look a little bit younger. He probably yeah. would have been better for Leo that. Leo in ninety five, yeah. Yeah, Leo in ninety five is fresh off of what's eating Gilbert Grape. He but looked Leo doesn't out. belong in this movie. Young Leo probably could have pulled this off though. Young Leo could pull this off. This would have torpedoed his career, I think. I think this would have this would have hurt him in the long run. Maybe. Uh, well, I don't know if this helped or hurt Chris O'Donnell. I, I think Chris O'Donnell is just going to be Chris O'Donnell no matter what. He's going to love his NCIS money for the rest of his life. Oh, yeah, him. yeah. I mean, there's no shame in that. No. Him and LL Cool J are fucking killing it on that yeah. show. Is it NCIS? Yeah. Yes. I think it's like NCIS Los Angeles. Hawaii? No, that's Hawaii Five O. That's not the same one. Yeah, I guess it's NCIS Los Angeles. That sounds right. So, again, I guess Bruce is taking um, Robin or Dick Grayson in for uh, guilt? Yep. Okay. That's Wonderful. it. Pretty much. And then offers, like, a... Also, they're the same. Yeah. So he feels for him. That's important, because they don't say that... They say that no less than, like, ten times. Yep. And he offers a one-once... <laughs> a one-of-a-kind motorcycle. Panhead motorcycle. Yeah. If he just hangs out and fixes it, I guess. And also a burger. Well, I really a want to avenge, burger. I really want to avenge my family right now, but this motorcycle's pretty cool. I'll stay. <laughs> I guess I could take this motorcycle to go avenge my family. <laughs> my, you also just brought up the hamburger that came in, and Alfred's next line is, I'll see if the dogs are hungry. I was like, you are a monster, Alfred. Yeah. <laughs> Pam legitimately stopped what she's doing, because she was like half watching, half doing whatever she was doing. She stopped what she's doing, and she looked at me, she was like, is he fucking kidding me? I'm like, Pam, is that, that's, this is the moment that you're going to start chiming in about how ridiculous this movie is? When he did that, I was like, oh, Alfred gets a burger tonight. <laughs> yeah, right? So my least favorite scene in the movie is, uh, Who's the same as mine? Alfred and Robin doing laundry. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, it is the worst stupid. part of this movie. It's a it's stupid it's fucking scene. The only reason it exists is to prove that he has martial arts skills. I don't get it. Anything yeah. Bruce Wayne would afford a better washer dryer. It's ninety five, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was awful. Terrible. I hated it. Hated every he second of it. He got the floor it. soaking wet. He did. For no reason. Why don't you put the thing in the dryer to wring it out on the floor? Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Just to, just to show that he has a background in martial arts. They claim he knows how to do laundry. Dude does not know how to do laundry. Nope. Not nope. whatsoever. Not even a little bit. Yeah, I did laundry today. My basement's soaked now. <laughs> 
You but, guys ever have to get a new basement every time you do laundry? That's it. But gotta he, get a sump pump But going. he used the... Uh, wet vac. The end of the mop to like ring out and throw the shorts. But he had the mop in his hand so he could just mop it up right right afterwards. Smart. Ridiculous. Smart. Smart. <laughs> so bad. That's really terrible. That is a pretty terrible fucking scene. I don't think this is... There's a lot. There's a lot of bad in this. So to d- decide what my least favorite scene is, it's pretty tough. I thought it was gonna be hard until I saw that scene. I was like, I'm, I'm good. The winner. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> check that's, in. Listen, that's pretty clearly the worst scene in this movie. I'll, I'll unfucking. Way to punctuate it. Thank you. Stop writing. Guess so. That's that's got to be before? that's no. got to be pretty close. But to be different, either the scene, the random ass scene where Batman's just driving through Gotham. At the beginning? No, 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 no. When he's like on, like he's in a car chase with Two Face's goons, and, okay. And Two Face tries to blow him up with the bazooka. The the scene I mentioned earlier, where he's like pretending to be a, a right, an right, old lady. Right. Okay. Again, I just I think that that is the mo- for me the scene that shows the stark difference between what an actual Two Face what Two Face would actually do in the source material and what they decided to make him do. Like Two Face is. Happy to have a vendetta against and try to kill Batman if Batman shows up. But he's not wasting three cars, eight men, and a bazooka round randomly on a Tuesday afternoon because Batman happens to be driving. Ridiculous fucking scene. Especially because he only had one and he throws the bazooka at Batman. Yeah. So dumb. So dumb. So dumb. And then it ends with Batman popping a wheelie in the Batmobile... And driving up the side of the wall. Yep. Yep. Batmobile that can drive on walls. Also. It's a cool toy. The amount of explosion awesome that ruined those people's apartments clearly killed some people. I mean, yeah. That killed some people. They don't address collateral damage in no. superhero movies till, till Batman v B- Superman. Yes, yeah. Or um, Captain America Civil War. Oh, B- the BBS comes out first. The yes. BBS come out first? Yes. Okay. No, did it? Yeah. Okay. I'm almost positive. I know. Now I'm doubting myself. Hold well, on. no, BVS, we did the episode, but we didn't watch it in theater, no. so I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. So, Civil War was the first one we did. And right. It, was, it kind of lined up with it being in theaters. So right. It was a little late. Like two weeks. Yeah. yeah. What a good time to start. Two hundred, Almost 200 weeks ago, yes. <laughs> almost. Well, it was probably about 200 weeks ago. At this point. It was more than that, actually. We oh, missed, yeah, that's we right. Missed we, a bunch we missed of weeks. a whole yeah, shitload of weeks. Yes. 200 weeks. Fuck. So, I wanted to touch upon my favorite two moments in the movie. This one's my favorite scene, I would say, is um, uh, Robin rescuing Batman from the rubble with the cool music playing, and he's like... I remember as a kid, think I thought he was floating in the air and lifting <laughs> Batman out, but I guess until I see his legs are wrapped around yeah. something, it just looked really cool and it was a pretty awesome moment. Really enjoyed. It's not that. too bad, yeah. And I like the callback to the '60s show when they show up at the island of Riddler and Two Face yeah, yeah. and Holy Rusted Metal, Holy Rusted Metal Batman. Batman. What? What? It's rusted iron. Metal. Bunch of holes in it. Holes in it. It's rusty. Oh, okay. Island. It's all rusty. It's made of Should holes. The bat wing or this? <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> by air or, <laughs> or by sea? <laughs> I think I thought of a favorite, and I'm pretty sure it's also a Robin scene somehow, some way. 
I mean, Robin is in the movie a lot, so it makes some sense. Yeah, he just doesn't do much. He just doesn't do much. He really much. doesn't do a My favorite scene is of Robin actually doing something. is when he saves the people from the bomb while his family's getting killed, which sucks. But, like, yeah. like, he shows off that he's a trapeze artist. He's nimble. He actually has a decent plan. How'd you guys feel about the Robin interacting with the weird... After he steals a Batmobile and he interacts with the weird neon-colored gang... That scene is easily the most prominent scene in my memory because I remember it being so fucking bright and being very confused why this dark, this dark themed character, Batman, who's cover of nights, shadowy, move in the dark. Why do they have this one scene that's insanely neon and bright? Yep. And it was just so stark, and it makes again. It's not a scene that makes any fucking sense. No, it no. sticks out in my head, though. I remember that vividly. I as a vividly kid. remember that scene. I think it's a dumb scene. He says that he is Batman. Like, anybody's going to believe that Batman, shit. He's Batboy. <laughs> all those people remember his face. Yeah. Hey, my suit's at the cleaners, all right? So yeah. Sue me. <laughs> yep, yep, because that's clearly what Batman wants, is yep. to have everybody know who he is. Yep. He does save that girl, though. Good he does him. save he that girl. He also leaves the Batmobile unattended and open. Yeah, I don't think Fuck anyone that. is dumb enough to steal a Batmobile, though. Probably a Batmobile. That's call. like instant death. Mm, they're, they're dumb enough to fight someone who got out of the Batmobile. I it's, mean, like... Yeah, but like... One of them's dumb enough to try to Bat take boy. that thing. It's Batboy. It's Batboy. <laughs> and then Batman shows up. It's a really sell the lie. Yeah, right? <laughs> like... Favorite scene for me is... When... Um, it's not favorite. Favorite isn't the right word. I enjoy watching some of the behind-the-scenes stuff when Edward is going through his mental break before he really loses it. Like when, like the first time you meet him and he's like talking to himself. Or the first time he's in his apartment, I think is pretty cool too. But once he kind of starts sucking up people's brainwaves, he kind of goes off the fucking rails. Yeah, that's the zany. Yeah, the zany kind of comes the, out. He went full Jim Carrey on it. He did. Um, I want, I, I want to go back and look what his actual origin is in the comics, the Riddler. We never know. We don't know. It's like an established, uh, yeah. we got the Riddler. He's, he's, just, he's just always been the Riddler. He's just always kind of shown up to, tor- to torment Batman with riddles. In Gotham, he was, where well, he worked at the police precinct, right? I think so. Yeah, so. Well, the I whole like, thing I is. I like that, that better. Than yeah, the this. whole thing is, whoever the Riddler is, like, whoever, whatever the Riddler is, is a backstory. The whole point is that the reason he has this thing against Batman is because they're they're essentially both fighting for the smartest person in Gotham. Okay. Right? So Batman's the great detective. He's super smart, super good detective. And Riddler thinks it's offensive that other people don't realize that he's the smartest person in Gotham. So all of his antics are just to kill Batman so that there's no question, I was smart enough to kill Batman, essentially. Makes sense. But yeah, I don't really think I have anything else that's favorite in this movie. I just kind of... We're going to wait a second. Yep. Well, I'll try and find out. Okay. I don't have anything else that's particularly favorite scene in this movie. I didn't really like anything about it. It was fine. It, it, it just kind of happened, and it was like... Right there with you. Yeah. No, no, the, the fight scenes in this are pathetic. They are some of the worst Batman fight scenes I have ever watched. That first one, the one where he's like breaking into the bank or whatever to try to save the guy from the safe fault might be one of the most clearly choreographed fight scenes I've ever seen. Which is saying a lot considering some of the old bad fight scene movies I've seen. Ridiculous. 
things there are weird things about this movie that bother me that like I'm sure it was just an oversight but like you're a billionaire why don't you have a security camera outside your gate yeah you would know who the Riddler is yeah this is stupid why is it that the fucking this man is supposed to be apparently your equal as far as super genius is concerned and the answer to his riddle is Mr. E mystery Mr. Edward Nigma. I hate all that. To be yeah. fair, he had to jump through some fucking hoops to get to that bullshit answer. But he does it really fast. Yeah. Like, really fast. I'm like, what person makes this connect? It's like that episode of South Park. I can't remember. There's, they just have a guy that just makes ridiculous jumps into solving mysteries. I don't remember what the episode is. It was a bad reference to make. Go there's, on. There's <laughs> an episode of South Park, though, that's like similar to what you're saying. And it's um, all the um, prominent African-American celebrities move to South Park. And Mr. Garrison wants him to leave. So he goes, let's burn lowercase t's on their lawn. And he goes, it's for time to leave. So oh, they, yeah, yeah, So they yeah, do yeah. it. And I think they do it on Kobe Bryant's lawn. And he's like, T, time to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I don't. I, I don't. But... Ah, that was funny. Unfucking believable. Yeah. It, it, we, almost believable. we almost did it. Honestly, we got, did a lot better than... I expected for the July 3rd. Yeah, a lot better than we I expected, a lot better than last week. No, definitely. True. It's not even phasing me at this yeah. point. Yeah. Well, we got done favorite, least favorites. I'm ready to... One thing I did want to say. Yeah, mm-hmm. go for it. There's something absent from this movie. I don't know if you noticed. It's, it's prominent in the first two Batman movies is the theme song. Yeah. Danny Elfman got the axe for this, man. They didn't let him compose the movie. I guess he was him stupid. and Tim Burton were a package deal. That's but a stupid, so. stupid call. Because Tim Burton took all the good people with him. The Clearly. cartoon had the theme song. from. The, it's like iconic now. Yeah. I think that's my favorite superhero theme song. It's a great it is, one. It is so iconic. And it wasn't in this, and that's kind of sad. Look at that second. They riff on it in the in the Nolan trilogy, right? I don't even know. But they bring uh, it back for Justice League. You hear it. Yeah. You definitely hear it during yes. Justice League. That I remember. Which is a fun moment. You hear a combination of everyone's theme song, mm-hmm. including Wonder Woman's badass one. Oh, God, that fucking theme song is so good. I have my oh. second favorite superhero theme song. What's number one? Batman. This, right? Yeah. I think my first is the X-Men cartoon. Yeah. So that is a has, really good one. That's a great theme song. That's a great theme song. So close. Could you just pause? Five minutes. Five. five minutes, fucker. Take a hard five. <laughs> Is this the finale? Maybe. Fingers crossed. So we did favorite, least favorite. We won't want to get into rating this thing. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. All right. This is the part of the show where we give a movie that we reviewed a number of Infinity Stones from one to six. If you give it six, you can also give it an Infinity Gauntlet. Once again, I don't think that's happening this week, but I've been surprised before. Corey, what are you giving it? Two stones. Two stones. I don't know that I hate this movie enough to give it one. Um, it's as close as it's... It, it was It was a close call. Walking in here, I was like, probably one or two stones. I'll give it two. I'll give it two because if you don't know anything about the Batman villains or the Batman universe in general, I could see you walking away from this and being like, all right, it's a comic book movie. It's going to be kind of zany and off the wall. All right, fair enough. In 95. In 95. I don't have an issue with how Jim Carrey plays the role. I have an issue with the way that Tommy Lee Jones plays the role. I actually like that, except for the fact that they're so far outside of what their actual characters would do, that it's not accurate. The performances 
I don't have any major issues with. The story is really problematic here. It's like you should almost call this movie something else and it's better. Yes. Like not Batman related. Not yes. Batman. Not Batman. Two stones. Steve, what do you give it? I'm going to go two and a half stones. It's a two stone movie. I'm going to get a half for nostalgic purposes because I did I enjoyed this as a kid. And I really like the behind the scenes aspect of this. It makes it interesting to me. So if it's on, I'm going to think of the behind the scenes aspects and like watch it. So it's definitely not good. I can't give it a three, but two and a half. It's the first Batman without Tim Burton. And there's effort here. It's yeah, it's not, not like they didn't try necessarily. It's just miscalculations. It's just not very good. So, Joe, how about you? I don't think of any of that behind the scenes stuff. So, like, this movie was a labor to get through. It was not a labor of love. I just, I don't know if I'm ever going to watch Batman Forever again. Or if I am, it's probably not by choice. At least not my choice. They tried. They did. They certainly tried. But not a lot of it hits home with me. And it was one of the few movies I had to take frequent breaks during. And that's never a good sign. So, yeah, this is going to be one of the rare situations where I'm lower on it than you guys. I'm giving it one stone. It's wow. Not, it's not the worst, but it's almost two, but I, I can't quite bring myself to give it the second stone. Yeah, so it's, it's the exact opposite of me. Yeah. I can't quite take away that second stone and give it a one. But... Like, we've seen far worse movies than this that I've given one stone to. Sure. One stone to. For sure. It's, it's not good enough to get to. I would much. ask us to rank one through four, but I think everyone's going to go one, two, three, four. One, two. Yeah. I guess so, yeah. No. I, I really don't like Batman Returns, and it's still the second best one. I mean, definitely. So it's Batman 89 is number one. Yeah. yeah. Batman cut. Returns is number two. Right. This is still better than Batman and Robin? Absolutely. I think so. Got way less puns in it. So many less puns. And, like, the puns are not good in Batman and Robin. So, yeah, I think this is the third There's best also Batman. 100% less Mr. Freeze, so there's always... <laughs> I can almost guarantee I gave one stone to Batman and Robin, so I feel okay about this now. Yes. All right. There you go. And those are our readings for Batman Forever. Let us know if you're wrong or send... If we're wrong. We're not. If, I mean, if you want to let us know that you're wrong, that's cool and very brave of you, but we didn't even know you were wrong. <laughs> uh, also, if you want to disagree with our rating, let us know Let us know your rating or the, the, the scale of the Batman movies, 1, 2, 3, and 4. You can uh, send... Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I was making sure there were enough fireworks. I'm sorry. Okay, Happy Independence fine. Day, everyone. <laughs> this has already happened when you're hearing this. <laughs> Uh, you can send us those in an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. Boom! That's so good to be back. It would be really appropriate if a firework went off at that exact moment. I know, I kind of wish it had. <laughs> just, let me, just let me breathe this moment Show for a second. In. I might be able to. Probably could. If you have any comments or you want to tell us what you're going to give Batman forever, you can send that to us on Twitter at zthpodcast. If you happen to have found... Those green bats with a question mark in the wild. Go and take a picture of that. Send it to us on Instagram. The bombs? Yeah. But the entire time he's talking about releasing bats into their natural habitat. Right. Uh, you can do that by sending us a photo on Instagram at ZTH Podcast. We're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash ZTH Podcast. Or search for us within Facebook. Zeros Talking Heroes. Zeros and Heroes. And an ES. There was an episode of Pawn Stars where somebody came in with a... Props from the Batman Forever movie. A couple of the riddles and the Batarang. Shit. I don't. I think Rick bought him, but the guy got a shitty deal. They, he, I mean, if it's on yeah. Pawn Stars, you yeah. got a shitty deal. You did say Pawn Stars, right? 
And find us on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating and a review if you'd be so kind. That's really where to go to get the podcast. Subscribe. Let people know about it. And thanks for doing so if you already have. Next time, I forgot to write it down. We're doing Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes, we are. Can't wait. That's the title, right? It's not Indiana Jones colon Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think it's that. Okay. I don't know what it was originally. Probably Raiders of the Lost Ark. Originally, Originally, when it first hit theaters, it was just Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then after they started making more Indiana Jones movies, the whole first blood situation there. Opposite of Star Wars. Correct. Huh. All right. So yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark is next week. We're turning it around. We're gonna watch a decent movie for once. I can't wait. Our first good movie since we returned. We will see you then. Thanks for listening. And on behalf of everyone, it's my job as usual to let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie. Unfortunately, Batman Forever is also someone's favorite. And for this, we're sorry. Yeah. On that note. On that note, what a way to end it. Good night. Fireworks. Yeah.